Hello and welcome to the Carpetrage Podcast, episode 281. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinski. Hello. Hi. Hello. That's me. Before we hop into topics, uh, we are both still drinking Colorado Kool-Aids because that is the only beer here. I'm all right with it. And I give up on life. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much a you know. This is a beer that really demonstrates where we're at. Yeah. Once I'm drinking Colorado Kool-Aids, and in a couple I, years, hopefully, we'll be back to drinking. I, I will beers. not be. I, I will. It's death before Budweiser. I will absolutely not drink Budweiser. I do remember when I had the leftovers from my grandmother's funeral. We had Coors Light and Budweiser. You're like, nope, yep. no Budweiser. Nope, I will not. Because Budweiser, it doesn't have a place on my palate. It is it, there is It doesn't make sense because it's not as good as a craft beer. And mm-hmm. it's not as cheap as a, it is a, kind a, of a sub-premium beer. Yeah. And it's just like... It, it, I don't know. It's it's like paying extra. It's like paying seven dollars for a Coke right now for a case of Coke right now. Oh, yeah. Like I'm not gonna do that. Oh, I'm yeah. either, no. I'm gonna spend either ten dollars for a four pack of nice craft cola, or I may get some Aldi Summit cola oh, for yeah. ninety eight cents. Oh, Doctor Thunder, man. Doctor, they're not Sprite. I can't remember what it's called. They're um, not Sprite's actually quite good. Yeah, I can't remember this guy. I'm not sure we'll chime in here. Yeah, no, I love but... their not sprite. I actually like we their get... soft drinks are good. Yeah, I just their don't... soft drinks are wonderful. I don't drink them as soft. Jana, drink Jana always likes to have one around, uh, just because like she she wants something that's not a coffee but has a little bit of caffeine in it. Well, and so. like blood sugar too. Like exactly. I, I don't hit yeah. every meal, so that's really important. Yeah. So. All right. Before we hop into topics, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this custom crafted webpage, you'll find three open ended levels of support starting at just a buck a month. Helps us pay hosting costs and things like that. If you'd like to help us out, great. If not, we understand. We'll keep right on making the content. Yeah. All right. So about six months ago, I sold my E46 wagon after I manual swapped it, cleaned it up, had a nightmare of a time with cars and bids, and ended up selling it to uh, Steve at Blunt Tech's son. He got a really great deal on the car. But what I want to talk about is kind of what the market was starting to do at that time. And what that was is tanking. Yes. That's when people just one day stopped paying whatever you wanted for a car and the started, you know, the prices started to go down. Yeah. So that is really, really manifested since then. And Haggerty is the first bigger company that I've actually seen that has clout and recognition mm-hmm. identify that and put it out there. So yeah. they're they're saying, Yep, it's done. It's yeah. The the pandemic car boom is done. So Yeah, I um am frustrated that I did not get out of the fiat when I did. I'm committed to it now, so I'm just gonna own it well it's a good reliable car so there you go i know but like i was like within a hundred dollars of being able to sell it for more than i owed on it Mm -hmm. i'm like thought about selling it and buying a mirage and then everybody talked me out of it and i'm like fuck i kind of wish i had a mirage nah fiat 500 is better than mirage yeah you say that unless you need back doors that's it you say that but 40 miles per gallon says otherwise you bought a turbo not an na it, it it still gets thirty three, right? But the NA is how you drive. Get forty plus. But a Mirage is a Mirage. But a Fiat looks better. But a Mirage is like a quarter the price for insurance and ownership. That could be. Yes, I d- that, I've never insured a yes, Mirage. So that that's the thing. It's like there's like a lot of like other things. It's like yeah, a Fiat's good, but a Mirage is like an easier car to live with. I could see that being the case. Like a Model S versus a Kia. Like they're gonna be well. At, no, Kias can't insure. Uh 
Those Honda. Kias you can't. Honda. Kia EVs Honda, you can because they have a mobilizer. Yeah, yeah. Honda, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You understand yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's the uh, there's like other costs of ownership that like a like for instance doing a tune up. I only need three spark plugs instead of four. And you only need three quarts of oil versus four. I get it. I yeah. love the Mirage. You know I do. The Mirage. But I adore I the Fiat have, 500. I don't have to disassemble the intake to do an oil change. You don't have to disassemble. You have to do it for the valve cover gasket. Nope. Not on a turbo. I need to pull the entire intake between. Oh, the airbox. Yeah, the, not just the airbox. No, it's the hose from the turbocharger to the intercooler. It's a I believe pain you. in the ass. It sucks. I, I'm not the a fan. Oil if filter location told me about that, is the worst thing on the 1.4T. If somebody had told me about that, I would have honestly reconsidered buying the car. Dealership coupon. Yeah. That's like the one thing I would consider having somebody else do. Also, another thing with the Mirage, it's not turbocharged, so I don't. it doesn't matter. What you bought a turbo. I know, I know, I know, I know, and I, fuck, I shouldn't have bought a turbo. But this The regular is the, 500 is better, it just but, isn't as fast. But this is the thing. Is that a Mirage, I can put in whatever the fuck oil I feel like, whatever the cheapest possible oil is, because it's made to oh, yeah. be operated. It's, let's be, this it's, is a, a car, it's a forklift engine. This is a car where I have to consider like everything because it's got a turbocharger on it. I'm like, yeah, shit, I have to actually put okay oil in it. And the, yeah, the turbo engines require 5W42, and they require synthetic. And yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's not good. It's good. It's a good car. It's not a good car. I understand where you're coming from, but I'll still go to batch with the Fiat. I think yes. that was a good decision. I, I, it was a good decision at the time. I just, I was telling Jana, I'm like, I'm done listening to anybody ever give me car advice about anything ever because my gut reaction is 100% right every fucking time. Uh, I mean, we just talked about that with VW and EVs. Yeah, so. I know. Like, I'm done. That's really I'm all I can base it on. People's, like, <laughs> I'm like, People are like, you should buy a Jimny because it's cuter than a Payero. No, I'm not. I'm buying a Payero because a Payero is cheaper. Yeah, and it's, it's much cheaper. It does someone. Yeah, or I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, you know what it was? I couldn't get. There's no option for a sunroof on a Mirage at all, and I need a sunroof in the oh. Fiat. That was my thing. The Fiat was bothering me so much that I didn't have a sunroof in summer. Hmm. Yeah. Most of them do have it, too. I had to seek out a car that didn't have one. Yeah, I know. Mine doesn't. It's good. No. Well, I mean, I understand for you, you <laughs> want a sunroof. I like, know. I really want a sunroof. I'm the only person on Earth that needs a fucking sunroof. No, no. There's a lot of people like that. I'm so I just, frustrated by it. I am. Ah. This is where kind of we're like antithesis, because like I am a convertible guy, and I hate sunroofs. Nope. I want as little of a roof as possible. I'd take a convert with them. If I could get a Fiat 500 Sport Turbo with a red interior and black and a convertible for the price I wanted with manual... Yeah. yeah, I would have gotten that. They were just brand new at the time, so they weren't yeah, cheap yet. Yeah, so, yeah, they weren't cheap at all. I remember looking at 500 of Barth C's at the time. I, and like, I, I would tell you a full convertible top Mirage. That would have no body rigidity. It would oh be hideously God. unreliable, and I would totally buy it. That would yeah, be a four-door with a roof like, oh, man. Yeah. And made by Mitsubishi. Yeah. Oh, they should just put the VR4 Spider top no, it, on that it, it, would, it would be just a Yugo GV convertible. Look up the Zestava, Florida, and you'll see what I mean. Zestava, Florida. Yep. That will give you the most accurate answer. Let's see is. if opening a tab this time will crash the... Uh... Oh, what the hell? That doesn't show it. Damn it. Um, type in convertible. Convertible. Yeah. Zestava, Florida. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is... This keyboard yes, is the literal worst thing. I did not know that they... Does that have a power top, too? Nope. 
But I don't know. It says it is, but how I'm going to tell it, you that's not a power How top. is it halfway down in that picture? It's probably a power top, but... That's that, probably a Geometro convertible top that they outsourced from ATS and shipped over to... No. No? No, that is totally like the electric motor from like a MiG-17. <laughs> that they a just, surplus. A surplus MiG-17 electric motor for the landing gear, and they just attach it to the top. I want to know. Like, it works like twice. And the, it probably only works twice because either it will either break immediately or it's so overpowered it will destroy everything around it. It will rip itself out of I know the, what the like, failure would have been because hmm. all those MiG things are 48 volt. Car is 12, so it'd be the World War II voltage converter. Oh, that yeah. would burn out. That would be what it is, yeah. It'd be, it, yeah. It'd be the voltage converter. Wow. Uh, but anyway, back to... I don't even know how the hell we anyway. change on top of that. But yeah, <laughs> people, stop asking the moon for your car if you actually want to sell it and reduce your price now because I'm, I'm soon happy. nobody will have money, period. I'm, I'm happy that Lacrosse Super will be available for when I have money. So oh, it's going to be like ten grand by the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I'll ask him to trade for a Fiat, and he'll say yes. I'll be stuck with Lacrosse Correct. Super with no miles. But I'll still be able to sell on Branch Trailer for like 20 times what fucking market price is. Someday. Yeah. No, i probably do it today. Probably. Uh, just good, good set of photos. But, yeah, I mean, here's the graph of the, uh, the car market, and that's kind of what we saw. I mean, 2020 and 2021, people had money because they weren't going out. The, the the economy didn't know what was going on with all yeah. the money printing, so like people they felt rich, they were spending money. Also, you had GameStop, you had oh yeah, the crypto market stuff. was going crypto. bananas. Yep. So there's a lot of reasons all coming together at once right now. Where like if you need to get out of a car, I understand you might take a little bit of a bath, but like do it now. Also, another thing, this is a real thing: PVP loans. Oh yeah, oh every truck, yeah. every single truck is a loan from a business. I never see trucks that are actually no. titled to actual humans. Because they're all purchased at the end of the fiscal year for yeah. tax write-offs. Yep, it's it's a $50,000 tax write-off. really hate that. Yep. Uh, we we've talked know. about this, too. Like They need to expand that to like vehicles that people want. No, actually, they don't just do trucks, but the truck is the thing that will... It's a G- GVWR limit, right? No. it's The thing is, is that doing a truck, you're less likely to get audited, because if you see Ferrari F355 at, for a construction company, that's going to get you an audit. But if you see, you know, Ford F15000, King Ranch, come truck... Platinum... Plat- <sighs> Platinum Dickery. Like, yeah, that that will absolutely not raise any alarm bells at the IRS. But if you see a Ferrari, yeah, totally will. Yeah. I hate this. Yeah, we live in hell. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, speaking of hell, um, Seat might be coming to the United States. Uh, that would be awesome. Yes, and even though it is literally just a Volkswagen, anything that is not a Yee truck or a crossover, I'm but okay with. But better because the, they have a sub-brand, Cupra. Which... Yes, and that would actually be what's coming here. Okay, cool. Yeah, like that, we just talked about this in the last episode. Like They're the ones that take the flawed Volkswagen platform and they fix like two or three things. Yeah. Like when They take the 20-inch wheels and they put 17s on it because mm-hmm. you pay less. They're also already made in Mexico. And so. they usually have cloth seats, which is awesome. Yes, and they're they're also made in Mexico. So you so. get the tax credit. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Give me the ID2 version of this. Maybe I'll be... No, it's front-wheel drive. But, like, give me more of these. But the ID3 would be cool. I think they have an ID3 version. But what was the United States, Canada, Mexico? Is like come, is No, the new version of NAFTA was come something. Oh, I haven't Canada, heard about come. United States, Mexico. C-U-M. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, somebody in politics has a sense of humor then. No, no, no. NAFTA's out of date. We need a new cum. 
I, I think it was called like cum aid or something. Oh my god! Like somebody was making fun of Donald Trump because he forced <laughs> sat through his theory just NAFTA. <laughs> like one change. We they, already have this. No, no, no. But this one says this cum. one's called cum aid or something. I can't remember what they called it. But when I hear cum aid, my mental image I know is it's not hilarious. Good. That's why somebody was making fun of that. Oh, there, there's like it's some sort of radiation with cum. Well, aid. thank you, cum aid, for potentially bringing us <laughs> seance with full tax credit eligibility. Because that would, I. Okay, okay. Is Seat or uh, what's the other cheaper one? Um, Skoda. 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 Which one of those two like budget VW brands are do you like more? I in a bubble, Skoda. Me too. However, what are your reasons? This well, I, I like their the logo. Okay, that's a big part. I, I mean, that's fair. I, I actually like the brand identity of Skoda because, okay. like, actually most of the what you're buying with a Volkswagen product is a brand identity. I like I like Skoda's brand identity more. But this is the thing. This is why I said in a bubble. Okay. Seat is available in more countries that I would want to live in that are not oh. the United States. Okay. All right. Because if I ever didn't live in the United States, most likely it would be Mexico, or Cuba. Oh, I love Cuba. Yeah. I'm trying to think of places I want to live that have good health care. And um, I would have a lower cost of living than in the United States. Uh, Vietnam. But I don't speak Vietnamese. So that's my third. Yet. Um, or to a lesser extent, Eastern Europe somewhere. Yeah. You get to audit a lot of these places soon. Yeah, I'll be auditing these places on our honeymoon. I also prefer Skoda, but only because they have a propensity of making wagons. Yes, they do. They do have a propensity for making wagons. They also have good names. They do. Their names are great, like Favorite and Superb. Superb and <laughs> Rumsta. Remember that yes, one? Yes, they're great names. Whereas, like, like Seat takes themselves too seriously. Like, the Seat Leon. Leon. The I'm like, Kupa. it sounds zesty, but it isn't. Like, it's good. Like, it's, it, it's, it's, like, it's too good of a name. And However, also, Seat still puts big wheels on a lot of their cars. Yes, um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, also, I don't like Spain as a country because they're a colonizer. And uh, Czechoslovakia is never. If only Jana were here to give us commentary on Spain. Uh, no, I'll tell you, Spain's a colonizer. <laughs> There's a reason all of Latin America speaks Spanish, uh, and it was not by choice. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they're a colonizer. Mm. Fuck them. Uh, but yeah, uh, Czechoslovakia they didn't colonize anybody. So yeah, Czechoslovakia. Skoda. Yeah, Skoda. Skoda's better than Seat. So okay, Volkswagen. Uh, thank oh, you. Also, oh. Seat um, was founded during the Franco dictatorship and fuck dictators. So yeah, Skoda all the way. Skoda. So yep. just do this, but give us Skoda and make them in that factory. I guess you can just put Skoda stuff on normal Volkswagens. Yeah. Like, Good. Just give us those, but like, just give them to us, like right off. People the bat. in the United States, they take like Skoda Superb front ends, they put them on Passats with like Skoda airbags and kinda, like trucks. I kind of like that. Yeah, like that's like, really cool. It's like doing a Holden like. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, Pontiac, it's like a Commodore, but a better car. <laughs> Except these still have the shitty Volkswagen internals. <laughs> So it's like right. a not quite as good Volkswagen. Meanwhile, you had like an LS1, and now you still have an LS1. But, I mean, yeah, exactly. Now, the, it'd be tougher if you're asking me if I should do a Dacia or a Renault. Ooh. That, oh. Yeah, they're the same thing. Oh, man. I mean, one of my favorite cars ever is a Renault. I know. But, but I really like Dacia. Yeah. And they're Romanian, so they're made by oh. vampires. And all the ladies in Romania are smoking. Yeah. And they also have vampires. I don't like vampires. Vampires but are cool. I'll take um, your word for it. I just, but yeah, I, I think uh, I, I would. I'd have, I would do between a Renault 12 and a Dacia 1300. I do a Dacia 1300. 
between a Renault Aventime and a Dacia Duster, I would take an Aventime. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, those are also two different vehicles. I understand, yeah. but that's how I need to weigh it, so I would pick the Renault. Because <laughs> okay, otherwise, I'd probably pick the Dacia. Yeah, because Dacia's better. <laughs> it is. And, yes. like, they had that little budget EV, which is awesome. Like, like it's city only. It maxed out, like, 45. It's got Perfect. a tiny battery. It's, Good. like, nine grand. Good. Like, that's what I want. Excellent. That's what it's for. Yep. All right. Well, also, apparently, people roll. Years. Speaking of small city cars in, in Europe, um, people, like, you know, in... Um, like in Milan, like the or Monaco, the Monaco GP, where they have the little like, yeah. hairpin. Yeah, people drive that hairpin like an ass all the time. There's a video made us rounds on TikTok of some guy doing it in his Citroen Ami. Oh wow! He just flipped the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he did. He just goes in a corner. The car just leaves the ground and lands on its door. <laughs> so we're, what I'm hearing is we're gonna remove the elk test and we're gonna go to Monaco and yeah, we're gonna do the hairpin do test. Yeah, and you scare the shit out of very rich white people. I love it. <laughs> Um, it's a very funny video. I highly recommend. If I, next time I see it on TikTok, I'll save it and send it okay, to you. Cool. It is absolutely wonderful. I love it a lot. Holy <laughs> hell! No, please do because I mean, I, the new Ami is. I mean, we've talked about this. It's a fantastic. It's, it's a wonderful vehicle, car, but, but it's also not a sports car. No, and if you put sticky tires on it, it will roll, even though the battery's in the bottom. So anyway, all right. Talking about non-electric cars. Oh, man, if you type Citroen Ami Monaco flip, it's the first thing that comes up. Oh, I'll have to do that after my topic then. <laughs> I kind of want to see this. It's worth getting the copyright whatever thing on the YouTube video. Um, all right. So last week we talked about uh, the Model S wheel, and by we I mean me. But I wanted to bring back the actual project car. What's it doing? Oh, it's just being a shitty keyboard. Well, that, that happens. It was a very cheap. I think the, the first time one of these came under $100, I bought it because it was still better than that. Yeah, anything's better than that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm going to talk about actual Project Car updates because... I found the video. Excellent. I see that. I will bring it up at the end of this one yes. because I need to see this. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, I had a friend of mine that I've known for not as long as you, but probably 10 years, and he's always been an E36 guy. Oh. And bless his heart, at least he understands that the only thing those cars are for is track use. Yeah. The only thing. That's all they're good at. Yeah, it's just no, being a track car. Yeah. His track car that he bought as a track car, mm -hmm. a logbook SCCA 95M3, yep. was sold to him by a local here. I won't name drop because I just don't care. But the rebuilt S50 engine yes. apparently has a 140-pound compression on all six cylinders. It's supposed to be it's 215. Low. Yeah, I was saying that's like... Is really low. That's like Yugo GV, except yeah. low. <laughs> Why is that so low? Um, there's damage. Yeah, I'm guessing Clearly. it was poorly rebuilt. Maybe they money, hopefully, best, best case scenario, they money shifted it. But I, yesterday, went and started wrenching with the season, but not with my cars. So I went down there and ripped the engine and transmission out of this thing. And I'm really curious to see, once he finally goes to Harbor Freight and buys eTorx sockets, which he didn't have, how bad the damage is going to be in this thing. But... I kind of got me thinking, I'm like, okay, what's next on deck for projects? And that immediately brought me back to, since I lent him my spare cherry picker from Chanhassen, mm -hmm. I had to move Blubsky to get that out. Fired up the car, started no problem, because it always does. Yeah. A godly torrent of fuel was just shooting out of the engine bay onto the ground. I'm like, oh, well, that's not that's good. Problematic. And like, I looked under there, I'm like, I can't see where this is coming from. So I get to figure out exactly what's going on with Blubsky now. That's that good. car, now that has a six-speed and it works, it's like, oh, i got to break somewhere else. There you go. And it's... I start to make me think, like, I always put non-oxygenated fuel in cars because yeah. I'm like, that's way better. Ethanol's bad. Yeah. But I've had more fuel leak problems in the last two years 
with cars that run on non-oxy fuel than I ever had when I didn't care. So I'm well, starting to wonder now, like, what's the, going on? That's an all issue because I actually do run into this with the Buick because the Buick is very old. Um, and it is unlike anything you own. Correct. Um, when it comes to ethanol fuels, the only issues I have with the Buick, it, people are like, oh, your fuel lines rot out. Like, no, they don't. They like, harden, right? That's what they do, right? Chase hasn't had any problems running E85 in his car. He said, like, he had, like, one crusty fuel line. It does. It, it happens, yeah, but it's, like, well, I mean, I think it's not it's, it's not as common as people make it out to be. The major issue that I have with, like, the Buick yeah. running um, ethanol fuel is that it will vapor a lot because it'll boil the gas in the line as it comes over the I exhaust suppose, or the, comes past the exhaust. Because the alcohol has got a way lower boiling point, I suppose. Way lower. Okay. Yep. And that's exactly what happens because it's only at, like, 5, 6 PSI. And a carbureted engine as opposed to right. know, 30 a or lot. whatever. Yeah. Um, Blood ski runs at 45, I think. Yeah, 45. Yeah. Like, that. that's why it's... And so, um, yeah, I think you were probably just dealing with probably the one fuel line you didn't think about. Well, I mean... Because you also did this project when we were in high school and you it built had a new fuel line ago. in yeah. 2014. But, like, yeah. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> But and it's I mean, also it's been a lot. It spent a lot of time mothballed. I mean, it could have been a mouse or something got in there. Or something. True, yeah. So you'll but find out. I will. But yeah, the uh, the other garage smells tremendously of fuel right now. Good. Yeah, that's great. brilliant. I probably will get a headache later today. Good. Uh, still waiting on the weather to improve so I can get the Phantom on the uh, on the lift. But I hate automatics so much. Even yeah. a car that like we were talking about good. this, the cre- the Cressida. Like, okay, that car should be an auto. The Phantom should be an auto. But 30, sorry, 39,000 miles should not be enough miles to necessitate the entire bottom of the transmission coming out being rebuilt That's and being put ridiculous. back up. It's so dumb. Thank you, ZF. That's bad. It is. But apparently why, this, why does it have to be like that? Well, they put a really tall piece of rubber instead of a short piece of rubber between two gigantic metal pieces that convey all of the fluid pressure from the pump to the valve body. And those crack. And it's the case on every 6HP transmission in Jaguars, Audis, BMWs, everything. They will all face that problem at some point. You know, credit where it's due. TH400 doesn't have this problem. I know. The the thing is with automatic transmission is people overthink them. Power glides also don't have this problem. You you don't overthink your automatic transmission. Make it as simple as possible. Yes. Like, Janus car is overthought. That's why... As soon as it has the one problem glide. with that Dynaflow. <laughs> or yeah, Dynaflow, yeah. I was thinking, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. It, it, as soon as it has one problem with that Dynaflow, it's taking a hike. And I'm putting it in a TH400 because they make a bell housing. Like, there's a factory bell housing mm-hmm. for the, like, the last year of production nailhead engines. They were a base model for the Buick GS in, like, 1968. Yeah. And, yeah, it was a base model. It was a four. 25 nail head with a bell housing that goes to a normal ass transmission <laughs> which they make parts for and it's fucking great <laughs> and the car goes like it goes fucking bananas it's stupid fast it's great i love it it's a great engine 10 out of 10 oh, the only reason that they killed is he could not make any more power with it right like it was already like at its limit well it's like a 900 pound engine too i mean but like who yeah. cares well i mean like it, the other engine that was used was like a Four fifty-five. Right. That was what they put in instead right. of the nailhead into the GS. So the nailhead was smaller and older, and you couldn't modify it really. Right. But it was like for a factory engine, incredible. So 
any non-Chevy brand and GM was doing better things than GM at that time. Yeah, and but the thing is, like the transmission credit where it's due, that cre- that engine or that transmission rather, it works. It's fantastic. There's a reason they put it behind Jaguars for like 20 years after that. Right. Because it's just a oh, good yeah. transmission. I mean, I feel like those are still... Did you watch uh, the late break show he did? Uh... No, I didn't. Okay. There was a really, really, really short story then. Uh, there was a, a cultural icon car built in the 70s in the UK, which used a Meteor V12 engine. I'm familiar with this car, yes. Yeah. Yes. It uses a turbo 400. There yeah. we go. Because it's a perfect transmission. It, it is able do- to handle absurd power when built. Yeah, it just it, it it takes gear, and then once it reaches the pressure, it adds another gear. So I'm gonna play this, but I'm gonna do it nine seconds at a time for reasons. It's eighteen seconds. So I know. Don't worry. No, no, no. The limit's ten seconds, though. <laughs> so you'll see the car here is going around the corner. He's and he's already that. he's already like. It isn't off camera yet, but here's where he runs into a little bit of hair. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The car still looks happy when it rolls. (laughs) The car is fine. Nobody was hurt. The car is fine. They put it back on its wheels and drove away with like a bunch of broken windows. I'm right. You can order those with like a no window package, can't you? I think you can, yes. Yeah. So that's probably that little like safari spec yeah, one. They, they do have a Mahari. It's probably like a cladded element where it's just like, yeah, to your point, they put it back on the wheels and. Yeah, they'll be fine. I mean, those are totally four learners, fine. aren't they? They're like the different classic car where you don't have it to have is, a full license. Yeah, it's for like drunks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's really what it's for. It can only go like 45. Like, it, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You're not getting into trouble with an Ami. I'm going to watch that again in its entirety off of the stream. So this is a little bit of a weirder story that's like quasi-car related. But so I've mentioned that Unreal Engine mm-hmm. and Rivian do this like cross-development thing. Yeah. And so uh, Unreal Engine came out with five. They announced 5.2, which is adds procedural environment generation, which is super cool. Because they already had like a foliage tool. It just automatically places trees at random. Yeah. But this is it. It adds the trees as a volume, so you can add. You can have the trees like come in at different points. So, like, let's say, let's say you have a video game, like Ultimate Challenge. Sure. Or like, yeah. Or like, you have like. I'm thinking more like Fable. Sure. Yeah. You know, like Fable like took place over the course of like several decades. Uh, yeah. So what you place. can do is instead of making a new map every time, yeah, you can change the foliage with every instance. Oh. Or like if you wanted to change seasons for like a RTS game, like yeah. like if you're trying to play like civilization. Yeah. Instead of having different tree models, you can have them all there and you can just deselect a volume, reselect a volume. Or better yet, um, you can leave this volume in there and then when you are when you load into a level, the yeah. forest will always be a little different. Well that's kinda cool. Yeah. Like, so, the trees won't be in the exact same spot. So, humor me. Is that like a, you have, say, four seasons, you have your trees in your model, yeah. and you've got the programming. Is it like a keyframe for each season, and yeah, it handles much, yeah. the change? Yeah. That's so cool. So, you, you can do stuff like that with it. Like there's a lot of tool, things that you can do with this procedural environment generation tool. But also with that, they're doing procedural, or they're, they re, completely changed how materials work. And that's where Rivian comes in here, is they uh, have this new material um, where I can't remember what they called it now, but basically you can add super high resolution layers to materials 
and not have it cost you anything. So <laughs> if you actually click on this video, um, what it'll show you oh, is of YouTube. Yeah, it, of course it's YouTube. Uh, when it goes up actually to the truck, it's going to um, show you the truck has this like really cool like granite texture inside the paint. Let me. I'm gonna try to find where this is and scroll to it. It's when it gets. Sorry, I hate how picky because this is technically a reaction, but YouTube has been flagging our vods, so I have to. Yeah. So sorry about that. Um. It is at about two minutes and 27 seconds. Okay. Ridiculous. What a problem. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. You see how the mud is over the paint too? Yeah. So that's like some of the things that you can do. And they were working with Rivian to do that. Um, but this is also a playable demo. So oh. you can just drive this truck through this forest. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. So I'm, really, I'm totally going to, it's, it's I, the first thing, as soon as I saw it, I went on, like every Unreal, every Epic game store thing, I try and download it. It's not publicly available yet. Oh, come on. I know. I'm upset. Ah. Um, but yeah, no, it's super cool. I'm very excited for this. Um, it's me. Su- I'm just, this is going to be rad. Like, it's going to help a ton for like, game development. But also, I just love that Rivian uh, works with Unreal Engine because. You know that's how they run all their yeah. all their internal yeah. software. Uh, you had mentioned that yeah. before, yeah. And so I think it's just really cool watching the auto world and computer games. Oh, they're t- it, it, yeah, and it's I think that coming together like yeah, crazy. and that's gonna be a really good like kind of you know computer games are what's cool for kids, not cars. Right. Um, that's gonna be a great bridge. It's that's what's I think gonna bring a lot of kids into car enthusiasm, kind of like how Gran Turismo was the bridge for millennials mm-hmm. i think having open source tools for your displays and stuff in cars that's what's going to get gen z or like younger gen z kids yeah that are you know like and, and they're like tweens and teens right now you know when they're getting their cars this first generation of software is going to be available to you can then make you know your own custom stuff mm-hmm. i think it's gonna be really cool i think that's that is going to be probably where we run into um, it's a whole new era of modding. Yeah. And I think that's where like performance students even go because, you know, if this stuff's run off on real engine, like it, it, it isn't that much more effort to have a open source tuning software for an electric motor. Correct. Yeah. You can get into the inverter and it's like overclocking a PC. Like you can have different yep. bins. Like, Oh, I know that this MOSFET sucks, but these are really good. Like these will handle like 200% of spec. Yeah. And I can tune all that out. And like people will do that. I think that's how people are going to do it. I think so too. And yeah. I'm, I'm totally here for it. Like, cause you know, the thing is, is every single generation of people, I've always said this, every yeah. generation that sees a, like a landmark change mm-hmm. has seen, has always said, oh, this is the end of tuning. Like, their Steam enthusiasts did that, I'm sure. <laughs> like, there's a, like, guarantee you there's some, there's some diehard Steam guys like, gas engines are never going to catch on. That's not the way to go. The Stanley Steamer is the fastest car in the world. It's always going to be that way. Where's your residual pressure boiler blow-off valve, idiot? How, how do you make power without residual pressure boiler? Ah, was, that's what every single Steam enthusiast, I'm sure, was like in, like, the 1920s. You can use... Fifty-eight percent Coke serum, and it gets you an extra two hundred degree boiler pressure. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and then you know, I'm sure there there's like people you know with hot rods that didn't like. Actually, I know for a fact there are hot rod people that don't like muscle cars. I'd be one of them. Um, but like, unless we're talking about a Apollo. 
Yeah, that's not a muscle car. That's a Brazilian car. That's ah, better. Okay. But um, no, like that, that's the thing. Is like, because the thing is with like muscle cars is like, oh, it's just fast. All you do is you like add thing. You're not actually making a thing. Like that was the difference in how it rods and muscle cars. Like with Hondas and muscle cars and like all you fuel do injection is... and everything. Every single time there's mm-hmm. any sort of change, all the old guard of car enthusiasts they just flail their hands in the air. They say that this is the end of the world, and Adapt. then they're wrong. Find where that enthusiasm went. And then track. Yeah. That's it. You can keep your old shit box, too. It doesn't matter. I think another thing that's going to happen with the EVs um, is uh, internal combustion engine enthusiasts are just, like, collectively the most cursed group of people I've ever met in my life. Thank you. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, if you want to, like, find where, like, every white supremacist, Trumper, sexist person has gone in, like, the last five years oh yeah it seems no, like it's a car show it's the like anti-electrification people though that's i'm like i'm a combustion enthusiast that's what i'm saying like i like, right. like internal combustion engine like diehard like those people like they're always the fucking worst like it ruins cars for me like Correct. they're just the worst people in the world to talk to and it's dead ass like the people that are not only super combustion like unapologist whatever and the people that hate evs like actively fervently that's like a third of the people yeah and like it, that's a lot of people. To it, it's avoid. En- it's enough people where I don't like going to car shows. Yep. Because it's just like, dude, whatever. Just let the world change. Like the world's not going to stop and start at your convenience. Like it, it's just, yeah, it's really dumb. And I think that this would be really cool to see that this is going to be part of the next kind of generation of car enthusiasts. And I'm really here for it because there's a lot of cool shit that you can do. Like there's already people that are doing like. Uh, like old school gauge setups on cars, like Volkswagen, yeah. even from the yeah, factory. Yeah, the ID2 did that. They, I didn't yeah. bring that up because that was kind of cool. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, I've already seen with like the Subaru community, like, there are people that are taking some of the uh, some of the open source digital displays, and they're just running yeah. my old school display. And I'm nice. like, cool. <laughs> now I don't have to have my cursed actual old school display. I can have I can a modernized it. version yeah. of it because the cur- the curl one's really fucking bad. Like the tachometer doesn't work if you change the engine because it's based off of a resistor. Great. And that resistor is a non-standard resistor, and you cannot put a standard resistor in. It's totally fucked. Shocking. It was a it was a Fuji Heavy Industries specific like <laughs> circuit board. It's the World War II voltage converter in the. It's, it's literally like that. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> it was just a Stava Florida, you're, whatever you're it was. Done. You're not gonna find a normal. Like, you might be able, like daisy chain some together, but right. you're fucked. You're gonna need an Arduino to like trick it into seeing the signal. Literally, that that's what people yeah. have been doing. They've been running Arduinos mm-hmm. to like trick it. It's just like those or are, those things are. Or you just go and you buy yourself for like half of the effort. You go buy yourself like a digital display, stuff it in, and well, call that's it. That's the thing. Like, yeah, you can get like an automotive rated big TFT yeah. with a controller that drives it, no problem, with open source software for like fifty bucks. Yeah. Like, why? Why would I not do this? Yeah. And it doesn't even take that many people with the advent of three D printing to like make that cost effective for people to retrofit into the old cars, let yeah. alone the new stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I'm really excited for that. It's just super cool stuff that they're doing, and tech so is, tech yeah, is I'm cool. I'm a hundred percent here for uh, Unreal Engine and Rivian Hell becoming yeah. closer together because I just want my Epic game store in oh my, my car. God. 
I can just accept my free game of the the week yeah. while I'm driving. <laughs> exactly. Yay, perfect. I'm in traffic. Time to play Fortnite. <laughs> well, speaking of a really obscure piece of Subaru technology and on the heels of the ID2 not coming to the United States. Yes. I want to find the first electric motor with a blown head gasket because Subaru has filed for the trademark STE. Which you know is going to be a WRX. That's why they're not STE. doing an ST, They're not doing an STI. Yeah. Well, Solterra is already fully electric that they make. But don't worry, that one's already cursed. They found a way to make that a fucking problem. The wheels don't stay on. No. <laughs> they can't torque the wheels correctly. They've had like multiple TSVs <clears throat> about this, and apparently they just can't get it figured the fuck out correctly. So is it a joint venture with Honda or? I know, right. <laughs> Subaru and Volkswagen, they're just, they're really incredible brands. Cause, like, at least, like, Subaru, Subaru's Volkswagen in the 80s, like, where it's like, they are cursed, but you can at least work around with the problem. Yeah. Like, but now that they're going, like, electric, they're going to figure out a way to make it just even more <laughs> awful. Well, and we're in that, like, really awkward, like, pimple stage, too, where they're, like, adding electrification to the old powertrains. And, yeah. like, you know, this isn't going to be a full-on electric. This no. is going to be a, a mild hybrid, probably a through-the-road hybrid. And they're going to be ditching the symmetrical all-wheel drive, and they're still going to have the engine problems, and they're going to have first-gen electric motor issues. Nobody cares about Subaru anymore. No. They had, they had such... Like they're like, wow, we hit six hundred thousand cars, and it's just like, what should we do? The bed. Oh, let's let's make the uh, WRX a crossover and let's put some cladding on it. Yeah, basically, they just like ruined everything. Why would we do that? People buy it. Yeah, it'll sell more to the crossover market. Yes, ah, the crossover market, the market that Corey wants a sedan. (laughs) I'm depressed that I even brought this topic. No, Subaru's a very depressing company. They only do bad things. This is kind of an off. An off month, well, off couple of weeks of recording, because like we always have that like the the store is usually a jab where we don't like feel depressed about it, but like all the stuff we've talked about in regard. Hey, to hey, the hey, newer hey, hey, I got my in regard to the newer oh, okay. cars. Oh yeah, yeah, not no, necessarily that, the software. Yeah, no, newer cars are very bad right now. Computer stuff's good. Newer cars are bad right now. Yeah, but no, I mean, this is a moise. We are in a moise. Yeah. Oh God, I know. We're in 1970s part two. Yeah, no, this is exactly the malaise because your gas cars aren't good. Your electric cars haven't been figured out yet. Like, we gave them a decade to tell them, hey, we're going to start doing electrification. Yeah. And they're still trying to fucking figure it out. They make three good electric cars. Mild hybrids get any of them. are the 100 horsepower small blocks with restrictor plates. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The 400 cubic inch Ford V8 <laughs> yeah. with a two barrel carburetor. Yep. Oh, that's the sport model. We're talking about the one barrel model. I'm not yeah. exaggerating. That is literally mm-hmm. the engine that you could get in a Ford F-150 in 1979. Is you could have a 400 cubic inch V8 with a two barrel carburetor. And why the fuck does that exist? Have you seen? This is a little bit of a tangent, but not really. Have you seen the guy with the? Uh, it's a 1972 like Ford Maverick, and he put a Briggs and Stratton five horse carburetor on this thing. And it did, like, 37 MPG, but it would, like, barely do highway speeds. Oh, there was a, a Zuzu Rodeo that I had shared to me that had something like that, where it was a Briggs & Stratton. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a Harbor Freight Predator. Yeah, yeah it was. but, like, like a, a, it was, an engine, it was, like a single it was cylinder conne- It was connected to a modern, it was, the drivetrain was a Zuzu Rodeo. Yeah. and like 6.5 horsepower. <laughs> it and it, like it makes a little bit more than that still with the bigger engine, but it, it's so baffling to me like how fluid dynamics work and like the fact that with that tiny carb your engine runs rich, mm-hmm. like really rich. So you have to create a manufactured air leak 
that's variable just to be able to drive a car with something like that. And it's a like pre-carburetor air leak too. Yeah. But like, it's fascinating to me. And like the YouTubers are doing the only engineering things I'm finding interesting at this point. Oh, it, whereas make, manufacturers making, are making just, dumb shit. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's like, exactly hey, it. I wonder if this four barrel, if I take that off and I put this five horse predator car, I will on say here. the one thing that's like really got me excited over the course of like the last year, um, like major thing was the half V8 LS engine that apparently blueprint engines made as a joke. Oh, and I assume they, they're getting orders though. Well, no, that's the thing. They're like, okay, we did not expect this much enthusiasm for this. Are they allowed to make it? Like, yeah, because okay. blueprint engines makes um, crate engine right. LS crate engines. Okay, so they have a license or something? I just no, they just make no. You can just make a crate engine. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. I figured like GM owned like the intellectual property to like that bell housing or something. I don't know. Oh, you just make it different. Well, yeah, but the beauty of it's all the same. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, you don't make the exact same engine. You make like a different metallurgy or something. Yeah, fair. That's how, like, that's how AutoZone's able to make like a ten dollar brake pad for BMW. <laughs> um, it's a different pad material. This is a Jasper manufactured. Yeah. Okay. Also, it really does not serve the dealer at all to be to be like, hey, you can't no, service your car. At all, yeah. Like, you're well, and let's be real, it's not like that four cylinder blueprint is not stepping on any of the LS's business. No, not at all. Uh, and it uses LS parts, like GM like benefits by selling additional parts for people that are doing Correct. this. So, yeah, blueprint engines is actually they they made that engine as a joke, and then people were like, "No, we actually want this." And they're like, "Okay, we are, are they going." Make it? Yeah, they're like, "We are going to research and develop this, and we will make you a functioning." power available that's production ready version because they're like this makes power but we can't produce it in mass yet but we totally will let's call up our casting guy yeah that's basically and let's get the buck made and i'm like yeah i literally want that i would very much so and i'm guessing it's the type of want that where people are putting money down yeah people are like oh people are calling them they're like where is my damn trophy for let me give you money for this and like i commented in there as in their original post i'm like no this is actually really good for people that have like half va it's like Mm -hmm. would you like an international scout that has the original engine but is more reliable you don't want to make a v8 noise you want to make the original international scout noise you use a half va but let's be real like you've got any 80s gm car and rear wheel even if it was rear wheel drive but like it came with a garbage engine, even if it was a V6. And, like, somebody just wants the ecosystem of the LS swap parts, which fit everything, yeah. but they don't want a V8. I, I think for the Mondial Challenge, you can say the... Oh, my God. The Blueprint 4 the Blueprint 4 cylinder. Half V8. Half V8 I'm okay with. I, we know we can bolt that I'm, up to the GT. I also... Oh, no, that's a different bell housing. I also I love that it has a... Um, is 340 horsepower it's 3.6 liters and it's push rod huge yeah it's a push rod engine yep. makes 340 horsepower four so hilarious the small block just continues to say yeah but why <laughs> it's just i love that it's so like much. The, the and, and like you know they're not even like putting the engineering into it anymore like well they we don't have, care no they, they made it they added like di and like vvt to it but like the fundamental design of that engine has changed to zero since no, 1996 no, they made like a couple of small changes yep. they tried ma- reinventing the wheel with the c4 zr1 mm-hmm. didn't work well I still really adore that engine. It's just yeah. like the uh, what are they, the LT5, the one in the new Z06, the flat yeah. plane 5.5. Huh. Great engine, but it's not going to... It's a reinvented wheel. Oh, it's so good, though. There's no point in reinventing <laughs> the wheel. Um, I just love the fact that all the boomers hate that it sounds like a Ferrari. Yeah, it's great. It's like, that's the best troll that, engine. That, that, that's why you want that engine, yeah. I do. I'm um, sure it's a terrible engine. 
Apparently, they're actually killing the Camaro. Yes, they are. Yep. Yep. And again, people were upset. <laughs> and I said, I'd, Why? Ra- I'd rather be killed than turned into a crossover. <laughs> and everybody liked my comment. They're like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's not, that's not I bad. hear you, but let me, hear me out. Like, this could be worse. <laughs> oh, like, my I'm okay God. With this car going away. Oh, my God. Anyway, so we're going to play a new game here. Okay. Uh, I am totally taxing this from NPR because I keep listening to the segment. That's fine. On, uh, it's been a minute. And I'm like, fuck, I really want to do this with cars. Let's do it. It's called Tired or Inspired. And so tired is something that is... It's not a pun, is it? No. Okay. It, tired is like, we're like, we're done with this. We don't need to do this anymore. Sure. Inspired is like, yes, this is a great idea, obviously. Sure. So, so played out versus up and coming. Exactly. So for instance, um, oh, something that we can both agree on is Lambo doors. Oh, my God. Tired. Tired, tired as hell. Because they're not good for anything. Even Lamborghini realized that after yes, 2000. very bad. That's totally... Three. Totally cursed in every way. Yep. So that's a tired thing. Now, a head-up display on a windshield inspired. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That should just be standard. We have the Nobody technology to make it a nickel. Nobody dislikes a head-up display. Correct. Like, I, my dad almost bought a Mazda 6 because he wanted a head-up display until he found out it was full spiders. spiders. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I didn't know that was going to Yeah, Because that, that's what's wrong. It's the only thing wrong with a Mazda 6. It's otherwise a perfect mid-sized sedan. But... There, there is so the perfect midsize oh sedan God. is not allowed to exist because there always will be some sort of issue. Yeah, and in the Mazda Five's issue, it was it's full of spiders at all times, and there's a factory, it's a recall, a safety recall for that. So there you go. It's very much a safety problem. Yes, and because you'll some, crash your car when you see that many spiders coming out of no, it. No, actually, yeah, that and I think in like the central Midwest, the species of spider that actually. Goes into your car as venomous. Oh, yeah, why wouldn't problem. it be? Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah, it's extra bad. We're living in a dystopian. I told you we, fuck we, that we live. We live in hell. <laughs> this, a, the Mazda Six is full of. The world is turning into a mix between the good place and idiocracy. The, yeah, no, no. The, the, we we really live in hell because the Mazda Six is full of venomous spiders in Missouri. Like, yikes! You don't want to live there. Yikes! Well, I don't want to live in the show me state anyway. But anyway, okay, all right. So let's so, get into the first one. First one is gonna be my choice. Uh, we both picked four topics each. So uh, my choice is giant wheels, tired or inspired. So why did you choose it? I chose it because I think it's tired as hell. Okay. I am so sick of giant wheels. I've been sick. I've been sick of tired wheels since 2008. Like it's it's been a hundred years of being tired of this garbage i've never put a giant wheel on anything i've ever owned it was cool for a hot minute in like 2005 Mm -hmm. but big ass wheels should have gone the way of the giant body kit what about with donks Mm. i'm still tired because a slab does it better a slab does everything a donk does but better yeah i i agree with you that it's tired but i not on a donk i mean donks are cool don't get me wrong but if you're if if I just like gun in my head, what's cooler, a donk or a slab? A slab all day because it's more ridiculous. It is more ridiculous. Yes, and that's all a donk is supposed to be. Is and it requires fewer modifications, and they drive much better. Yes, but the fact that what you have to do to one of those cars to make it into a donk <laughs> is pretty amazing. Yeah, and on top of that, the amount of people that put that time, effort, and Don- donks are great. And like, oh, don't don't get me wrong, like donks are great, <clears> but the problem is, is like they're they're mainstream now like everybody knows about yeah this is tired i agree with you but i'm gonna say with the caveat i love donks yeah no you can it's okay you can be tired and still love it okay and i think i think that the giant wheels are tired so they are 
All right. Okay. Um, so this one, we were trying to figure out the name, but I think it's called a floating pedestal display. Okay. It's when you put a giant display in a car, but you don't mold it into the dashboard. You make it stick up like it's... Oh, oh. you're not talking the retractable ones. Well, those were the original version of that, but now okay. they're in fixed position. Right. And so it's just like, oh, by the way, did we mention we have a giant display in your car that's standard and everything else? It's tired as fuck. Also, the, com- the committee that designed it had no idea who the dashboard design people were. No, I think that no, this is the thing. They designed them that way. Oh. This is a whole thing where they're like, ooh, yeah, you want the t- pedestal display. No, I don't. Absolutely not. I don't want people to see my big dumb display. Right. So like that the is the guy that got pulled over for his iPad mounted to his Model 3 when it was new. Like, yeah, it looks that dumb. That's why you got yeah, pulled over. It's exactly what uh, it is. I'm going to go tired. Yep, tired as fuck. Mold that shit into the dash. Yeah. Stop it. No, a, a display should be like a Honda Urban E. It should be entirely molded in. Yeah. It should look as though it was supposed to be there. Just turn it into one of the surfaces in your design. I just, I think it's mind-blowing that in 1991, manufacturers were able to put an entire CRT touchscreen mm-hmm. molded into a dashboard, and it yep. made sense where it was. Yep. And in 2023, you can't figure out how to make the required touchscreen that everybody says they need. And they can't figure out a way to put it in this dashboard that has nothing but empty space. Train. No, never mind. Sorry. I thought I heard a train. You got me really excited for a second. I'm so sorry. I've never run out of this door to do a doot doot, but I would. it was the first time for it. it. Yeah, it was pretty close. Especially before the bees come back. Yeah, so it's this nice area where you can like actually enjoy your deck. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to let you do your uh, first okay. choice. My first choice is dual clutch automatics. And the Ooh. reason I put this on there... It's because it was such a buzzword of 2010, and now everyone, actually 06, let's be real, now everyone is reaping the the downside of what these are like to live with, maintain, repair, oh, yeah. and replace 10 or 15 years later. No, it's the, it, they're dead. They're not even tired. They're dead. They're, they're dead. Like, ty- tired means, like, there's, like, tired where it's just like, yeah, we're tired of this. No, there's this is straight up, like, you can't make this. It doesn't work. This and the fact that they put it in normal cars, like it makes it makes sense in a GTR. Sure. Yeah. That's something not, that goes to TX2K and it bangs off quarter miles and then it's put back in a trailer and rebuilt. Yeah. Fine. That's what's for. Now, if you put that into a Ford Fiesta, that is a problem. Which has a warranty and has idiots driving it that don't do maintenance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, weird. That was a bad idea. Yep, that uh, is a terrible They have idea. terrible low-speed manuals. They're extremely heavy. They all have dual-mass fly- flywheels that fall apart. They're junk. Absolutely they garbage. are garbage, and they are I, tired. I did say uh, the other day, or no, it was actually yesterday on the way on the way to dinner with Jan, we saw a Ford Fiesta sedan, mm-hmm. just base model. I said, I kind of want one of those with a manual. Just a sedan. They're, they're really dumb and cute because they're too tall. They're way too narrow, and they're way too tall, That's and they're true. really dumb, and it's kind of endearing. And if I could get one with a manual that didn't have... The power shift. I know they exist. I've driven one. But the three cylinder is also fantastic. Did we get them? Do we get that? No. All the SCs Shit. are three cylinder okay, EcoBoosts. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want. Yep, yeah. that's yeah. exactly what yeah. I want. I would trade the Fiat for that. That'd be so silly. I think that's just the dumbest possible car I could think of. And it would actually be pretty good. Like I don't, yeah, I don't no, know I, of any I like, systemic issues with that. I, I, I like a dumb good car, but the, the interior design is horrific. That's why I didn't go with one. And they're all green. This one was white. What? 
Oh, that's so boring. Oh, dude, oh I'm telling wow. you, it was vanilla. This that's car was vanilla. Rental. It was Fleet. incredible. There's no way that one was a stick. No, all the sticks are green. The, the, but he was driving like hell. Like he was like stuck in one gear, and he's like, "I need to get up to speed <laughs> so I can put it in the neutral." Limp mode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to limp mode any minute now. I need to make sure I'm going highway speed. That way, I can coast home. <laughs> I was going to say the strategy of people that own a power shift and know about it. Yeah. They're like, when you set off, let it start creeping, then go. <laughs> Because otherwise, it just like that's the thing that apparently like superheats the clutches and just kills them immediately. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, no, okay. Anyway, uh, I have the next one too. I'm yes. gonna say gasoline direct injection, small displacement, turbocharged engines. Uh, inspired. I'm going inspired on that. Why? Because that's gonna be the last way that you can get an enjoyable gasoline engine but the reason why i think these are tired is the exact same thing they're the last like gasp of trying oh, to they make totally are. Yeah. combustion engines viable yeah. but they don't do anything they're supposed to give you the power and the fuel economy and they give you neither it just Crash did the thing you. again yeah yep. i don't know why um but they give you neither because you have to work those engines so hard and they're laggy and they're not reliable direct injection washes the rings out of them and they create oil like problems lag. I like lag. Um, I like lag too. I also, but it, I, I, I understand that in 2023, you're never going to have a reliable uh, gasser engine that's put into a brand new car. It's you can't, but, you cannot do that with emissions. And so, if I'm going to deal with that, I want to at least try to have some sort of fuel economy. And the thing is, these cars are also like super detuned from the factory. Well, yeah, that's true. So, like with my Fiat, like I put on it, I put on that. But that's like, port injected. That's a cool engine because it's not DI. But the, the thing is, like, all right, so Mazda, for instance, you can still put on a um, just a piggyback and like tuner and uncork a ton of power and fix a lot of those problems. That's true. So that's true. I guess if you up the oil change what, interval like crazy, what and I tune think it, of sure. this as the tiny turbocharged engine is our version. Of the gigantic displacement V8 that is the restricted one. <laughs> completely restricted by emissions equipment. I mean, it's a 74 GTO. At least we have a lightweight, easy to service version of that. Yeah. Which gives you lag, which we both like a lot. I love lag, but it's like it, my favorite muscle car ever was the 74 GTO. Yeah, we've actually. Yeah, yeah, we've mentioned that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I really like with a car is I like uncorking an engine. Yeah. I, li I like. I, I like that more than I like actually with minimal expenditure at that. Yeah, too. I like I prefer doing that over actually making giant power and having to like you know build the internals. I want to just right. uncork it. Like that's how I like right. old Hondas. Because you just uncork them and they just make power. Yeah, like, there's a lot left on the table. Yeah, whereas like Mitsubishi, like or Hyundai Kia, same thing. Um, you have to like do bottom end work if you want to make big, big, big power. And so I don't want to do that. I want to be able to just be like, okay, here's like a turbo from a different model car. Okay. I just want to have it make an extra 150 horsepower. The reason why I put DI in there is the real thing, though, because like yes. I love a small turbocharged engine over a bigger one, like 100% of the time. And all yep. those benefits still exist, but you don't wash out the rings and yep. you don't have oiling problems. I think DI, DI is the problem. I should have just made this DI. Yeah, Maybe I should change this to direct no, injection. I mean, the thing is, direct injection is. It's tired, but like gas engines as a whole are tired. Um, I'm going to change this to just direct injection. Yeah, so in, the, in that case, if it's, that's, if it's just direct gasoline injection, tired. tired. Okay. Um, and so this one was another one. Because you make of a yours. good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go on to one of yours next. So, all right, we'll, we'll do mine. Um, 
open pile cloth upholstery. Now we're not talking the upholstery that you find in like a modern car where it's like the sporty close knit upholstery like okay. you find in like a Honda Fit. Open pile is that sort of velvety sort of feel like you have in my Cressida. The nineties oh, interior. The fart absorbers. You know, you know, like the nineties sort of like your t shirt is a closed pile. Because mm-hmm. a pile is when the thread goes all the way back to sh- to the bottom mm-hmm. and goes back in. That's called a closed pile. Now, if the thread is split, that's called open pile. That's what a carpet is, like a shag carpet is oh, open yeah. pile. Mm-hmm. I like open pile. I am, that is so inspired. I will take an open pile cloth over leather any day. What car has open pile? Open pile cloth? Yeah. Um, the European market, like 90s Mercedes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's open pile cloth. So 90s European market cloth Mercedes interior Has it versus made... the MB techs or the leather. Oh, yeah. I love cloth interiors. Yeah. Even the closed garbage I still like. Yeah. But I would say the, op- the open pile, oh, I can't beat it. I'm just going to say cloth upholstery instead of inspired because yes. that needs to make a comeback. And it is. EVs are it... really bringing that back because it's way more sustainable than yeah, trying to do a vinyl. More. Yeah. Um, and like, let's be real. You get into a car 20 below zero times out of 10. I want leather or vinyl touching my body. Cloth is just, it makes it your temperature. That's why that's literally why I'm trying my hardest to not sell the Cresta because it's my only car that has an open power cloth interior. That's anywhere near running. Cause my Civic and my Subaru also have them. Subaru's is pretty much eaten to hell. Like it's just sun baked, but the Cressida's has it. Oh, it's so <laughs> oh my God. Why did this upholstery go away? Like, oh, it's so good. It went away because of fads. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a fad of leather interior. Well, I don't like with leather. the jelly bean era of the 90s. Everyone wanted leather, which in most cases was pleather. I think the last car that had an open pile cloth interior was the Ford Taurus. The like grandma spec, like the 2003 Taurus. I could be. I think it died with the Ford 500. Yeah, probably. I'm trying to think actually, of think, like... Actually, the Panther. The oh, Panther would be the last yeah. car with it. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, because those a... went through like 2011 or 2013. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my so God. comfy. There's <laughs> <laughs> a car you just sit in naked and just enjoy it. Anyway. Okay. Well, I have a harder <laughs> What's time. What's your next get, one? Uh, my next one is keyless fob or phone ignition with a push button. Oh, tired as Tired. Fuck. Give me a goddamn key. My uh, my favorite thing is when manufacturers get uh, creative with their keys. It's Have just... you ever seen the keys in ni- like 2000s Jags? No. Like ja- type in Jaguar S-Type key. Like 2003 Jaguar S-Type key. They have the coolest keys, and they use these keys in Ford Transit Connects as well. Whoa. Yeah. It's like a skeleton key. Why? That's weird. It, it's That's like, weird. Isn't it cool? That is really cool. How did I not know this? I know people with S types, and they, they don't even the talk about keys, this because it's a secret. Shh, not tell everyone. <laughs> They're good cars. Well, I don't, I don't know if I call an S type a good car. I didn't call it a great car. Okay, all right, car. all right, all right. Fine, fine. Does the Lincoln LS have this, or is this I just an S type? Ooh, I'm gonna search a Lincoln LS key. But that's a cool key. I, oh, no, it does it not. It does not. Wow. No, so S type. So yeah, S types have that really cool Lucas key. ignition. Yes, mm. very cool <laughs> key design. I love um, that. That is my favorite thing in the world. That's is really cool. Manufacturers that get creative with key design, and I just. The main reason I say this is like if you have an issue with the battery in your fob, 
Yeah, that's the only way to get into your car. Like, dude, I want I want a key backup at least. Like, give me the blade that's hidden. Do you know I don't care. I, like, see that like have their car parked in their garage and their fob is on their key hook that's like next to the car, and they just leave. Well, I haven't seen. Well, I mean, that's also a problem. And like uh, the encryption, <laughs> the encryption's so bad on these keys. Yeah, too. it's terrible. Like, just no, stop it. Like, there was nothing wrong with like hitting a button or doing the. Well, key it's like when you or... see somebody with, like a flipper zero, and they just like get into a Model Three and drive away. Yeah, yeah, it's because those are these Bluetooth keys. Like, at least my car's got a fob, but still, I don't like it. I think it's tired. Yeah, no, it's tired as hell. <clears throat> um, all right, and so you, this will be another one of yours. Yeah. So all right, let's do that. so tell me about it. Oh, all right, we'll do mine first. Okay, yes. crossover body vehicles. What happened to sedans? What the, happened to the, wagons? I was never... They all had their eras. They, they were always bad. Always bad, forever. When was the last time you were like, yeah, I want that, and it was a crossover? Never. Yeah, exactly. They're like, Why did this happen? Is it like the commanding view? People are like, yes. they think they need the illusion of space, even though their cars are the, tiny and they don't hold This happened because the first-gen CRV, first-gen RAV4, and first-gen... Kia Sportage were three of the greatest vehicles ever made. Uh, don't forget the first-gen RX 300. Uh, I'm not going to give it that one. It was a great vehicle. But I'm saying that those three that I named yeah. were perfect off-road vehicles. The okay. Ford Bronco, too. I spoke to you. They're soon, just yeah. perfect vehicles. You could off-road it and drive it normally. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. yeah so but that's why. A fair point. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's gone too far. They're, we don't need them anymore. They need to go away. They're all bad. Um, so bad. Tired, this? tired, tired as fuck. 3D printed custom parts. Love this. So I 3D print so much shit these days, and it's like, why has this not always been possible? So there's in the Cressida community a person that makes Cressida turn signal lenses. Um, 3D have, like, printed. A, is there like, a filament that's suitable for like yeah. clear transmission? Yeah. And so cool. what he does is he 3D prints on the Cressida logo. Oh yeah. Very cool. That's and VIP he, AF. He, Currently, just makes them with the normal like ones that are just like printed. I'm like, it's FDM. Like, yeah, it's just like it sells the lines, and I'm like, that's fine. And then somebody's like, there's actually a resin uh, film that you can use that works perfectly for this. It's an acrylic resin film, and I love resin 3D printers because you know, the quality is amazing. But I didn't know you can yeah. get a translucent resin. Yeah, so apparently there's a translucent <laughs> resin film that you can use, and then you can get the little crest logo. On your turn signals. I like that a lot. That's super cool. I am absolutely here for 3D printed custom parts. I'm waiting until I can get a resin 3D printer that has a large enough build volume so I can like use it suitably. They're very expensive right now. Um, you can get like an Ender 5 FDM printer for cheap now, but to your point, the surface finish isn't not as, it's not, not as without good. some treatment. Yeah. But yeah, resin printers the the quality is insanely good. Yeah. And so also Jay Leno has been using them for years because he uses them for his uh, collector cars. I, yeah, for, I suppose. You can't get parts. Well, yeah, and so he actually, what he'll do is he'll make a mold and he'll cast from the mold. And so he'll make the mold and then from that, the 3D printed mold, yeah. he'll put like a he'll make like a ceramic mold of the 3D printed mold. Huh. So he makes a, like a, I think they call it a buck, but. Yeah, he'll make like a little buck out of it and then he'll pull it, pour like cast aluminum or whatever, like aluminum into it to make the part. That's like a way cooler version of what Icon does. Yeah, it's very rad. I was like, like yeah, Leno's... we 3D scanned it in CNC. And I'm like, that's really cool, but it's not elegant, and there's no artist, there's no artisanal well, value. And that's to the it. thing is like with like Jay Leno's thing is like these cars. <laughs> he's trying to get him to like go to concourse. Like he wants his car to look original. Well, he like, wants you, it you to, to be methods, this right? way. Yeah. So he's like, all right, well, 
I can't do a 3D, I can't do a CNC milled thing. Like, sometimes he does a CNC mill thing, and then he'll, like, from the CNC mill, he'll then have, um, like, one of his body guys, like, go over it and, like, actually sand it down so it has the same finish. Yep. Which is also very cool. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, like, this uh, the 3D printing stuff that you can do is so rad. And I'm let's just, be real, like, how many, uh, the last... 50 years, 70 years of cars. Like, how much shit that actually breaks is metal? Plastic. Like, Everything's plastic. Everything it's, is Bakelite or plastic. And, yep. like, you can just, you can do that at home now. Yeah. And, like, everyone shares their designs. Like, when was the last time somebody made something cool for a car and they hoarded it? And they're like, oh, you can't. Oh, yeah. Have no, that. no. Everybody, like, everybody the STLs are just yeah. public. Like, they're, nobody cares. They're great. Yeah. No, every, everything 3D printing is great. Like, I, I have, 3D printing is the greatest thing in the world. And then, inspired. Uh, yeah, it absolutely ten out. This 10. might even be wired. Yeah, this is wired. Yeah, so wired is the third category, which is like they have it on the show on NPR, and wired is showing things just like technologically, just like through the roof, and just the greatest thing in the world. Talk to me about three D printing, and not that long ago, like maybe oh seven, yeah. I'd be like, no. Like I could, I could make the. I, could, I remember when I worked at MA Performance, they got one and it was useless. <laughs> they spent fifteen thousand dollars and it did nothing. Well, it was so bad. Oh, and like for oh god, you couldn't get the the filament to adhere, like the build layers, That's all exactly that shit was doing. wrong. It was, it was such a problem. I had my I bought a three D printer early on. I had one in 09. I and remember. I'm like, yeah, it sucked. Like it would print the one demo file, but if you tried to put a regular STL in there, like the G code didn't work. Yeah, and it just like jammed its nozzle into the build, wrecked it. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, so anyway. We're gonna do one last one. Uh, Radwood era collector cars as a whole. Oh man, I'm tired on them because there's no way in fucking hell I'm saying ten grand in an AW11 MR2. Hell no. Uh, yeah, they're cool cars, but I'm not. No. My only caveat, I agree with you. Everybody My only caveat is the the graph we just looked at from the Haggerty article. I don't think those cars, the Radwood era cars, are going to maintain their value short term. No, and like, but this is the thing. It's like also it's like. I like having a car, like, for instance, like, Darren's just a total hipster about cars. And he's like, just let me, I, I want to enjoy my cars. Everybody else can fuck off and go do their own thing. This is my thing I want. It's like, I get that feeling. Yeah. Like, I, I. I'm in the same boat. I was happier when I had a CA Accord. And there's, there's one person who's like, that's a cool car. And I'm like, thank you. But, like, now it's just like. Hey, uh, it's a CA Accord. And everybody's like, oh, those are cool. And then they just don't want to... They, there it is. I just have to talk to everybody now. No. That's why... Yeah, I, I want wanted the, that, I want I the one nerd. I want, I, like, that's what my EF is for. It's for everybody to look at. I want like, the one nerd that's like, is this that one year only where they did the thing? It's like Show a, me. Yeah, like an Ermshur, uh Isuzu Asuka. Like, exactly. That is a car that's like that. So I'd say, as a whole, Radwood era collector cars, I'm... Uh, tired on them. The, there are still some cool ones. I'm tired but... of the ethos of what Radwood is like turned into the last yes. couple of years. The cars themselves, I obviously still love. I have resent the fact that they're too expensive already. There's this guy named Aaron uh, Reparti. Ooh, that's a hell of a name. He's some tech bro. He just has a ton of money and he like buys. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Facebook friends of that idiot. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I hate him. That's like everything I dislike. Actually, he was a large part of why I decided I was very over Radwood Eric Carson. I'm like, no, it's every single person I talk to is he, like. Um, I get the. I'm probably using the term wrong, but he seems very gatekeep esque of like the the whole Radwood thing. He, yeah, and what he is is he's like the kind of guy who's just like, oh, this is a cool thing now. I guess I'm in the cars now. Like it's just because it's hip and fun. Like, he's oh, he's the like PBR fixie car guy. 
Yep. Okay. Yeah. Ah. That's that, that's the thing. Tired. Yeah. yeah. Very tired of that. So that's all I count rod things now because I don't meet people. I it's such a weird <laughs> commitment. Like it's just like, hey, I'm committed to this 1950s style of modifying a vehicle. Yeah. I'm in, I'm committed to this impossible to find car where I have to explain. Not the- only are you committed, but you are so fervently against any other way of doing it. Yeah, like that's the there's a way you're supposed to do it. Like, right. There's a very it's the specific purist way. mentality. And I it's guess. like I'm not like against like people like trust me like I would love to actually own yeah. a ZZ Top Eliminator car as a daily driver. I think it'd be hilarious. I'd be like if I because well, I will never be able to afford a Duesenberg at this point. If I own multiple houses and I'm trying to collect rent and have to go to people people's houses, oh my god, I would want to do that. In like a '39 Chevy sedan street rod would be hilarious. So like an LT1 with like all the chrome and like a, a factory interior out of like a Chevy Tahoe would be hilarious. <laughs> the, like, the '90s like chrome fire steering yes. wheel. Oh, oh it'd be so stupid oh. because I don't have any care in the world for those cars. Like a fiberglass body <laughs> to like '32 Ford, I don't care about. But it would be absolutely hilarious as a daily driver because you can. It's all it is is like an OBS at that point. Yeah. It's just an OBS with a cool body. And it's never gonna be able to be brought back to stock. It's totally fucked, top to bottom. It's gotta go it's got a Ford Pinto front end. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, like no. It's got the chrome dress up accessories on it. Yeah, like yep. there's nothing I'm I'm never gonna be able to make this cool. However, I will absolutely daily drive the shit out of that because it's a hilarious daily driver. That is a daily driver is like the big body kit civic daily driver. Now you got me thinking of like the two thousands. Like what did like, the last era pour their heart and soul into and then garage keep for car shows only that I don't care about? Yeah. That I could use up. Exactly. Exactly, and that's exactly what it is to me. Is like a street rod would be hilarious. Like, oh man, now I'm really thinking. Yeah, it's like or like a V6 swapped like MG, like a Moss Motors MG. They did a like GM 3.4 liter. Yeah, V6s. yeah. Like that'd be another one. North Star Fiero. Yeah, like a North Star <laughs> Fiero. Just like a car is just like God. Nobody's a shit about this. Like that's better than because the thing is like with Radwood cars is like that was a collector car you could own, and now you can't because it's like. Cool. Now you own a Buick Criada, but it's like an eight thousand dollar car. What like, about Radwood cars? But like, it's only crap that like isn't rare and has to be engine swapped. Mm, well, give me an example. Like something like that. Like, 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 a like it's a Fiero that's like it's like a two M four with, with a North Star in it, and nothing else. That one I'm okay with because at that point in the Radwood era, the Radwood people don't actually care about it. Right, but that's that's why. Like I'm talking about, like you have to define the cars that you, the shows up at Radwood they don't like. There's another problem though, is then I have the the sweaty synthwave nerd that's like oh, bothering me. Okay, and, like that's why I got out of synthwave because like just the cringiest nerds got into it, and yeah. it's just like these are the people that like would go to like Warhammer events and like talk shit about women. I'm just like, dude, you're just a sexist dickhead. Like, yeah, you're not a Warhammer enthusiast. You're a piece of shit. It's an incel car at that point. That's my only problem. Okay. Radwood's tired. You're right. Yeah, Radwood's tired. Yeah. No, it's definitely, it's all about uh, daily driving. (laughs) I love that we agreed on that for reasons, (laughs) and then we continued to tangentially say why it was bad. It's like, why is this bad? Are there ways that this isn't bad? Nope, it's just bad. In fact, here are some more ways why it's bad. It is just a bad thing. Radwood, I'm I'm tired of it. I haven't even been to an event. Like, I wanted to go to an event, but like, I'm kind of happy that it got tired before I could I'm gonna justify it. I'm going to probably go to one at some point. If I'm in, one's Michigan. If I'm in yeah. the same city as one, like yeah. if I'm visiting Darren and there's Redwood, Seattle, then yes, I will go to Redwood. We had, but like, I'm, had, not, I'm not going to make it an event right. to go. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not a primary offense. 
Corey and I had tickets to go to one in Texas, but that was last year when we got marooned at that weird airport in nowhere, Texas, and we couldn't go. So, like, yeah, that was my one shot. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but it, it's just it, it's just something I'm very, very, very over at this point because it's just – Right now I realize how much I don't care about Radwood. I'm sorry. That's no, fine. I, I'm going to go enjoy my cars in a vacuum like Darren. Like, I yeah, don't care. Yeah, enjoy your car in a vacuum. Enjoy yourself and daily drive your your ZZ Top Eliminator street rod with a fiberglass body that will never rust. And a frame that has like two inches of Bondo on it to make it flawlessly smooth. I'm so sure it's it, not rusting to pieces inside. It's no, fine. Pro- it's probably fine. There's probably enough Bondo there already <laughs> that the only thing you're going to have is an electrical problem. <laughs> yeah, but it, let's be real. Those are all running on, like, TBI computers from Yeah, the... but the thing is, they were all, like, cared for so flawlessly. I know. Like, every single... If you ever want to find a perfect set of wheels from the 90s, 100% chance it's going to be a Boyd Coddington. That's, <laughs> yeah. like, 15 by 15, negative 1,000 offset. Yeah. And you're going to have a date code that you can't decipher. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to have a three-digit date code. <laughs> the tire is made during, like, the Gulf War. <laughs> there was... There was a beach happening in the White House when those tires were cast. Yes, there was. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that ridiculous bombshell. Yeah. Thanks. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.